everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast about magic and the gathering. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined after a little bit of a summer break by my two favorite co-hosts, the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, and Lady of the Crease, Nicole Callahan. What is up, fam? Hey, Hi! Yes, it's good. No, it's okay. No, you've you've (laughs) it's been yeah, it's been so long we don't know how to fuck with Brasky's intros. Like that's that's how long it's been. Yeah, it's probably like your least fucked with intro. Wait, right? You tricked me swearing. Yes, I did. Congratulations. All right, I've already got you. All right, you're you're getting rusty. You're getting rusty in this long break that we had. It's been like it's. It's been a month. We had a nice little summer break because a lot of us have had life things going on. Most of us have been moving other types of big life events and other ones on the horizon, whether it be, uh, uh, you know, for like a month. Yeah. (laughs) And then my favorite was like one day I was like, man, I wonder when Nicole's going to be around. And then I just kept seeing like lady decreases typing. And then I saw like an emote and I saw like a message and I was like, oh, Nicole's alive again. Yay. Hey, I'm back. (laughs) Or, or for all we know, she has trained her dog Karn to just, (laughs) sporadically type every week yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it's just karn on a soundboard like that's that's what i'm assuming everything is it's definitely on a soundboard let's be real that's all we need that's all we need i need to see karn on a soundboard just spam the hey howdy hey button yeah (laughs) yeah how do you feel about the seal hey howdy hey (laughs) you always say that Ugh, she's no help at all Jeez. Hi, you're so right this is a hey howdy hey format <laughs> <laughs> you're so insightful <laughs> and it's that type of insight that you can probably expect from this type of podcast as we talk about dominary united and sealed well we'll talk about limited in general but we're really going to focus on the sealed format but it's it's going to be something where as much as we've all kind of taken a little bit of break from magic in certain ways, we have like kind of recalibrated and had to deal with a bunch of other life stuff. It's been nice to come back with a brand new set. It's been nice to come back and try to see uh, and tackle a, a, a format that's it's been a while since I have tackled a sealed format because New Capenna feels like it was an Olympics ago. It feels like it was, you know. It's several, several moons ago because we had this thing called Alchemy Horizons that I sure as hell didn't play. And I know that I have not opened Magic Arena in in quite possibly uh, as long a time as the last episode we did this podcast. I've played plenty of Paper Magic, but I've not done a lot of Magic Arena because I've had no need to play Alchemy. And now that we have like a brand new format comes out and I can play some Limited, I can play some Sealed, I am super hyped about the discussion that we're having. I'm super hyped to be jumping back in with all of y'all. But before we jump into our main topic, I want to know... How was your week slash several weeks slash months in <laughs> magic with the rest of my co-hosts? Nicole, let's start with you. Well, like we went over, I kind of like disappeared for a little while there. <laughs> been, been, a, been a bit busy, been a bit hectic, but I have like broken back out onto the scene over the last uh, few weeks. I went to SCGCon Baltimore, the team event, and I was a pioneer seat. I played with my husband, Jim Davis, and our friend, Jay Imperiale, who we dust off and drag out of retirement like every year or two for a team event to be our, our third. I was I was playing mono red. It felt great. We started off five and one, and we lost our last two rounds to miss day two at five three. So it felt pretty bad. I ran it back the next day. I don't even know what they call it, the classic, the Pioneer Classic. And I played and I lost my last round that day to Miss Cash. So it was a it was a long weekend. It felt like a lot because I every match of magic I played had something on the line since I missed day two on the you know first day and then uh, just missed making cash on the second day, but it felt good. It felt good to get back into the competitive scene. I really enjoyed being like kind of back at an event around magic people. And it was great. And I also got to cast this last weekend. Uh, I casted SCG Con Columbus on Ansit MTG's channel. Um, it's my first time ever casting Modern. And I got to cast that with Jim. And it was a lot of fun. But I didn't do any pre-release shenanigans, which I'm a little disappointed about. They didn't have the two-headed giant event that they usually have at our local game store on Sunday. So I was a little disappointed. But. So when who is who is your friend that you got them to like dust off <laughs> and come back out and play with you? His name is Jay Imperiale. He's actually a really really good magic player, but he just like you know 
you, it, it's like how you quit magic, but you never actually quit magic. You know, every now and again, we'll just call him randomly. and We'll be like, hey, Jay, you know, there's a team tournament coming up in Philly in three months. He's like, I, I'm there. That's so, it. You know, so was this, I'm picturing like this is like a Vin Diesel Fast and the Furious kind of thing. It's like <laughs> it's like what happens? We got to put a team together. We got to put a team together for uh, for SEG Baltimore. All right. Let's right. go talk to Jay Imperiali. And he's sitting there being like, I told you I'm out of this game. <laughs> They pull me back in. Yeah, and then right? you sit there and be like, wait, listen. And then you like hand like what what deck did he play? What 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 format and what deck? He played modern. He played like the Racto Scam deck. In see, I could oh, see that's that's too like that's too new, right? I was hoping you'd like hand him like a mono green Tron, and he like and like busts the dust off it. He's like, I haven't seen this in a long time. <laughs> well, the reason that he played it. Because he likes the cards like Thoughtseize and Blood Moon and stuff like that. But we had played with him, like he's played like some of these like terrible like Enchantress decks before or whatever. The last time that we were on a team, I think he was our legacy seat and he played Black Red Reanimator. Uh, and we felt so bad for him. Every time we looked over, like we'd be playing and his opponent would just have like a Leyline in play a Caracas in play, you know, it, it just, he, the, he never got to like do anything. So we were kind of gave him a little more like carte blanche, but Jim kind of just tried to push him for us. He was like, Oh, there's a good deck in modern and it plays blood moon. And Jay's like, go on, you know, like, so, so we, 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 we hooked him with the old cards, but then we were just like, yeah, there are these elemental pitch elementals. C- can I tell you a true story? So we all no, you, can t- you can tell me a false story. That's what you can tell me. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all sitting there for round number one, shuffling up and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I, like, have something to say to Jim. So I have to, like, lean over. Jay, like, plays telephone for me. And, you know, I'm in. I'm focused. I'm ready to go. Jim's already, like, at turn three of his game. And Jay didn't know what the current mulligan rule was. He was just like, he goes, well, I'm not going to ask. So he goes, I just kept my hand. So we're like, Jay, you can just lean over and ask us. It's okay. He had no idea what the mulligan rule was. So he was just like, I guess I keep. So I was like, Jay, this is a t- you, could, you could ask us. But it was, it was pretty funny. It's such, such a, a great story. Yeah, that is such a Fast and the Furious plot twist too. Of just like sitting down and being like, I don't know how any of this works anymore. How does this like, happen? But I'm eight no. <laughs> we do it for the family. That's what we do. That's why. Exactly. That's delightful being able to just jump back into some paper magic, play that kind of stuff, and then even do a little bit of casting on the side of it. That is delightful. I, I, it I want really to great. Like, yeah, I also now want to know what uh what uh Caroline Kavanaugh, how your past month in magic has been. Okay, so I also sort of disappeared, though I'm never very far from the internet, um, because I was moving into a new house, um, so I was focusing on that. Um, But after I sped run (laughs) unpacking, (laughs) because that's just how I am, um, I looked into and was kind of paying attention to our local RCQ schedule. um, And there was a period of a local team tournament followed by two RCQs, kind of two weeks, you know, one one weekend apart. where I played Pioneer and I was absolutely digging the black red sack deck. Like I made top eight of all three events and lost collectively in the finals semis and quarters with the deck. Um, and, and including, even though it was a team record, I, I had a good record as well. So like did pretty good with this deck was feeling really good. Um, so we were going to a, the team NRG in St. Louis, but I'm adding very heavy quotations because it was not in St. Louis as I was lied to um, as we got into an Uber and drove to Illinois <laughs> for some reason. I was very confused. America's weird. But anyway, so we went to <laughs> went to this NRG series and I pre-made this team about a month, you know, a month before. Um, and the person, my friend and I were set, you know, and then we got we got a third and they were like, hey, like I'm super cool, but I can only really play Pioneer. Like here's what I'm gonna offer you. I can play uh, Phoenix and Pioneer, I'm pretty good. I'll be great. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Because at the time I was super into modern, but I had just come off, like as we were getting closer to this date, which was like a couple weekends ago, I was like, but I love Pioneer. Like, have you considered a different format? And they're like, yeah, no, <laughs> which is totally fair. They preloaded me ahead of time, but I was so sad because I was just in love with this Black Red Pioneer deck. Um, so I ended up playing, I ended up, 
kind of panicking and getting in my head a little bit because I'd been playing Death Shadow in Modern, which I was finding not very good. And I was like, ah, we're going to like a team event. I have to bring like a good deck. So I ended up bringing Hammer and I just did not have enough like understanding that that deck. I, I mean, our team did okay. We lost playing for top eight or top four or whatever, uh, but I did not do a lot of heavy lifting in that in that tournament. So I do sort of wish that I contributed a little bit better. Um, and so, yeah, we lost and then we cashed, which was great because Sam's team also lost playing for top four and did not cash. So it was very satisfying to walk around and be like, so how'd you finish? Oh, six, 17th? Brutal. <laughs> so that was very fun. <laughs> Uh, and then the next day I played the, you know, whatever standalone, it was modern again. Um, and I was just so out of it. Like I, I could not make more mistakes in the history of magic. Like, I'm pretty sure if you just like look and watch a video of somehow just me playing in those five rounds, you would not believe I've ever done well at a magic tournament in my life. Like, I don't know what it was, but I could not stop making really ridiculous mistakes. So much so... <laughs> First of all, I'm very self-aware that I was playing badly. This is important. Um, and generally one way to be less stressed about being bad is that I just tend to <laughs> admit it out loud. Um, <laughs> but this was to my friends, not to strangers. However, I did have three, <laughs> not one, not two, but three strangers uh, also contribute to this conversation about how bad I am uh, to my face. <laughs> um, so what tiny story. So one came up to me after a couple of rounds to remind me of some triggers that I, that I forgot um, meant well, not usually my favorite thing. My recommendation for that style is to just to ask ahead of time be like, Hey, we played, I noticed a few things in our match. Do you want to go over it? Um, and I was with friends. So I probably would have said, Hey, no, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Um, but that was fine. We had a, you know, we actually had a, a chat on Twitter, so all good. Uh, second one, second one's interesting because they were like a mutual friend and I, we were being somewhat friendly and I played really bad in our match. And I said something like, oh, I probably lost because I played really bad. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's true. Like I, I should not have won. Like they just said it to my face and like, it's the end of the day. I was so over it and they weren't being malicious. They were being very factual. I just wasn't maybe prepared for, for factual, you know, sometimes just lie to your fucking opponents. Like, just say, no, you were great. <laughs> like, I don't need the truth. I'm well aware of that. So that was interesting. The third one was, um, third one. I, I won't like overshare with, I'll just say that that third one was like, a legit experience where I've, I actually felt extremely uncomfortable in a magic tournament. Like I've, I joke about all this. I joke about being really bad. I joke about being pretty open and pretty friendly with my opponents. Um, but through some weird interactions and circumstances, um, I got into a conversation with my opponent where as immediately as I, you know, physically entered into the conversation and like stood next to them, uh, they just started berating me about how bad I was with like a laughing tone, except that I wasn't laughing, um, including the most common phrase that I remember, because my brain kind of like shut down, uh, was that I was brain dead, which is ironic, I guess, because my brain did shut down. But like literally telling me that I was really bad. Like, I, yo, re oh, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Also for what it's worth, scoreboard, because I won that match. It was like, why I think that they were so mad. Because <laughs> I was playing hammer, so like, they got to like a big high life total, but I drew a hammer and I attacked with my ginger root unblockable and they died and it was really fun. Even more so. I would have sat there and just been <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, my opponent was brain dead. This whole thing is like, yeah, you still lost. Well, it's what well, it was wild. It was like two hours later. It was two or three hours later that they like, it, it was insane. Um, anyway, so that was my experience. of like, that's how badly I played. Not, not one, but two, but three opponents were like, I only played like five rounds. <laughs> you were really bad. I mean, to um, be perfectly fair, you know what that means, right? That means that like, really no, no, that means like you've made it. It's like, it doesn't matter how people are always going to pick at your, you go to like, you know, Sam Black's YouTube and people will be like, yeah, at uh, six, six minutes and seven oh. seconds in, I, I don't know why you didn't leave back a book. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's he, this, he, he literally plays magic for a living. And they'll yeah. say that in the comments too. They'll be like, you play magic for a living and I could do, I could have gotten through yeah, that yeah. game better. And it's just like, that's, that's great friend. Also the amount of adverbs that they had to it. Uh, uh, clearly you actually. missed, actually, if, if you were paying attention, 
Yeah. Anyway, so that was my weekend, but um, not magic related. We just went on a mountain trip this weekend, this long weekend, so it was super fun. Um, and getting into our main topic, I have been absolutely jamming sealed because I have three more PTQ RCQs. That's it. There's three more that I can go to. They're all limited the next two weekends. Um, so I've been absolutely jamming sealed. That that sounds that Love sounds it. that last part sounds fantastic. The other part, I just want to sit there and like like I want to come to the defense of my friends, but the only way I know how to do it is to showcase my own terribleness. So it's just like show up and being like, oh, you made all these mistakes, you did all these things, and be like, whoa, 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 excuse me, excuse me. You have no idea how many mistakes someone can make at a game of magic. All right. You have no idea. <laughs> you watched you. me? Like, come here. It's like, oh, I don't think anyone can ever play that badly. Oh, excuse me. Come sit right next to my table in this next round. And I will I will show you what it's this like to make that many mistakes. Bad plays, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's up there with the time I played, like, I, uh, you know, I played an RCQ and sat down and beat somebody after, like, person made, like, blatant, blatant, like, missed triggers. Like, missed triggers to benefit themselves. And oh. I was like, you, you, you missed it. You missed the trigger. And they got so harumph. And afterwards, just afterwards, like I beat them handily with a, with a, with, a, with a reanimator deck in modern. And they got up out of their chair and just went, you effing try hard. And I was like, if only you knew how funny that statement is. Modern yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, this effing tryhard over here. Yes, the effing tryhard playing ephemerate reanimator in modern who yes. is on his first RCQ. I'm uh, on it. <laughs> We're dropping Brasky. You are Bill Tryhard Grennan now. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're That's it. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy Tryhard's over here. Billy <laughs> That's, that is a character from Fast and the Furious. We need to find one more. Let's go find <laughs> Billy Tryhard's. So I did, I did have a similar kind of opponent. Basically, we're, we're playing, we're playing, and, and I exchanged life totals, and then I killed them. And I was, they're like, oh, I was dead. And I was like, oh, like, maybe if you, you, you could have, you know, whatever. And they were like, no, I was at nine. And I was like, wait, I have you at, like, 12. And they're like, wow. And they turn to their teammate, and they're really annoyed. It's like round three. They're like, none of my opponents know my life total. This is ridiculous. And I was like, whew, okay. And they're like, no, no, not you. <laughs> Just everyone else. I'm like, okay. So then so like game two, we go... And now I'm paying attention. And yeah, you know why no one knows their life total? Because they go like, they fetch crack shock and don't say anything. <laughs> or they play a spell into Eidolon and don't say anything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I figured out why no one knows your your life total. Because you're fucking shady about it. <laughs> yeah, I would have sat there and just like, no one knows my life total. You're right, judge. Yeah, no one knows his life total. It's crazy. Uh, I think I've- it's a failure to maintain the, 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 the game state of just all the time. I think that's what I'm just going to call him on. Like I just it. had to, I had to pay so much attention because every, I was so worried about everything being missed or like, perp- like it was stressful. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's um, okay. That's fine. Yeah. That was, the, that was my week, month, year. <laughs> that ex- my life, my life in magic. That's the next podcast that's episode. That's my life. Thanks for coming. Oh, I don't think I got the quote right. It's from Lizzie <sighs> McGuire. Yep. She's like, yeah. Yep. We're going to do that. We're going to do a My Life in Magic, like what our great. magic life is. But we're going to have to like to, to do a promo of it on the on the Twitter, which is at fam underscore podcast, is, you know, and they would be like, you're watching Disney Channel. And they would just like draw the Disney thing. There is a great video you can find on YouTube where someone actually like if you actually took what they drew with that stick, it's just all over the place. And so that's, that's what we do. Be like, here's My Life in Magic at the fam podcast. We try and draw fam and it just looks like a dead squirrel. Like that's all it is. <laughs> I will say, Caroline, with, uh, like I've had, I've had my month in Magic was a little bit of the of the competitive side of things, where uh, I did play a little bit more modern. I did another RCQ in modern. Uh, did try well. I, I did try harder well, and I did. I had the exact same results. I went five and two, again. Nice, missed nice. out on top eight, but at least I was like, I was like, okay, I both my losses were my own fault, so okay, I can at least I like look at that. And I hearted. Like, Wait. There we go. I tried and I hearted. That was good. I beat people that looked like they were much more serious than I was at it, and I beat people that looked like they were much better than I was at it. So cool. I felt good about how I played the deck. I felt good about all those things. There was my try hardness in that, and then you know there was my usual uh, a commander fun shenanigans of my friends. But finally, one of my friends put together a cube Ooh. like was like hey you know they they have been out of magic for a while and then they said hey you know i put together a cube and let's let's you know if you want to play it's like cool awesome 
So we played Artisan Cube, and it was a, actually quite a lot of fun. Uh, it was nice to just experience a, a draft and a limited situation where I could feel really good about what I was doing and what I was putting together. And then I, I finally got on Arena to pre-order uh, the the limited tokens and all of that wonderful stuff and realized, oh, there's an Arena Cube. Had a lot of fun with the Arena Cube. That was maybe some of the more fun I've had uh, was just was just – it was a, it was, was what, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a no stakes cube, right? I, I could sit there and try something ridiculous and not feel bad about it not working out. As opposed to sometimes when I'm like, no, I paid for this and I'm trying, I'm trying to get like a good, you know, I'm trying to get a lot of wins with it and be like, you know what? No, today, like, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to force reanimator, see if it works out. Uh, that, that's where I've been in, in magic was like, cool. So to go from playing arena cube, which feels like a really low stakes and just fun, fun time to put something together and then Dominaria United comes out on Arena, and we can play sealed on Arena. I said, sure, here's my sealed token. Let's jump into it. Fantastic. And one and three. Okay, I'm just going to – I got enough gems. We're just going to fire off another one. We're going to open this back up, go again, oh, and three. I sat there and just go, okay, I am obviously missing something here or uh, – no, the more rational thing is to say this is bullshit. Everyone's cheating. And, oh, of course they have that. Of course they played that card. Of course their deck is built that way. And I have realized that every other main set, standard set that has come out, I have had a very, very good time playing Sealed. Like, even if even if I, I could always just put something together that gets me a good amount of wins, but it's just an amazing puzzle for me to put together. I have to be honest with you. This is the first time that I have played Sealed in a standard format that I am lost. I try uh, it. The, I, I try just being like, you know what? These look like my two colors that are open. These are where most of my lands are. I'm going to do this nice, streamlined two color deck that's going to be fantastic and a little aggressive. Nope, bombed. Great. I'm going to do five colors. I'm going to put it together because that's where all of my good stuff is, and I have the lands to do it. And I put it together. Nope, totally bombed as well. I look at this sealed format, and and the usual like like parameters that you put on a sealed format, and I go. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And that's what I think is the most frustrating thing. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Usually I can see where I messed up. And now I look at this and I'm going, I am lost in the wilderness. Somebody please show me where to go. So my question for y'all is, how are you approaching Dominaria United Sealed? And if you haven't been playing much of it, how do you usually approach Sealed? And what are your impressions about what you've been seeing and what's going on right now? Caroline, I would like to throw it over to you for a little bit. Uh, I have legitimately prepared notes, which might not sound like a big deal to non-podcast hosts. Uh, but if you're a podcast host, you know for a very long time, my notes are blank in our show notes. To be clear, always. when I got this, when I got, when I saw this message on my phone in Discord, I dropped my phone. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're lying, but that's a good joke. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to just talk and hopefully that's okay because... Spoilers, out of the three of us, I have played the most. Um, and yeah, let me just do my thing. Um, first of all, I legitimately want a disclaimer that I am not a limited person and I'm especially not a limited content person. So I cannot believe I wrote like an entire iPhone thing of notes. Like I'm always so nervous about making opinions. I'm like, I know so little about anything. It looked like um, a, a college athlete committing to their university and be like, first off, I just want to thank everyone. <laughs> I am officially playing red black and yeah. just like jumping on. It was fantastic. Um, And so, so just to say why generally I dislike limited because my learning style, and this goes back to like why I didn't have a good time with blue white hammer is my learning style is repetitive learning. And so most of the time for limited, you don't get that because one, you know, you're, you have an event that's usually kind of close to the beginning of the limited or two, in order to do it, you have to play a lot of limited, which I don't like doing. <laughs> so it's a bit of a cycle. Okay. So that's a disclaimer. That being said, um, this is the most limited I think I have ever played in my entire life. So if I'm ever going to be right, it's going to be now. <laughs> um, and this is, you know, I, I've had a lot of fun. The other thing, the other disclaimer or note that I want to add is I am having a lot of fun because of a very specific way I'm building, which is probably right 75% of the time. 
But that 25% where it's wrong, I'm not going to care or miss. Like, I'm not going to fix it. I'm just going to play the fun deck that I'm going to describe to you. Um, however, I can appreciate for someone like Brasky, who is a tryhard, that could bother you. So I just really want to put... Yeah, you know, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you could have that approach. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're looking for peak, peak, peak limited feedback, you need to go somewhere else. <laughs> this is just going to be like... Here's how I crack some packs. Here's how I build my pool. Here's how I have some fun during my rounds. Yes, I might be playing cards that are not optimal. Or like, yeah, it's double blue and I have three blue sources. Like, come at me. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm over here having a great time and you're tryharding. So. Which, let's be clear, Nicole, when we approach Sealed and when we look at stuff, I think the best thing that we probably can all do, and I, I consider the two of you to be much more skilled than I am, I think that all of us need to also just be like, you know what? No, I'm building this the way I want to, yeah. as opposed to like, and let's be clear, people who are listening to this podcast, be honest with yourselves. You <laughs> are not that person, unless Sam Party, if you're listening to this right now, you're probably a lot better than us, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> no, not that you know there. Everybody else, it's not even you're, listening not, to this half of the podcast. you're not as good as you think you are. Nicole, am I correct? I would say, yeah, I, I, <laughs> you know, I guess, you know. <laughs> Don't be I'll, afraid to splash. I'll, I'll agree with you, Brasky. I'll agree with you. Uh, Nicole does not like, like this casual title that she's just getting labeled on. She's like, no. It's not casual. It is simply just being honest with yourself about, yes, I want to play this. I want to play them double pips. Here's the thing. There, the, when people build seal pools and I build seal pools, I'm usually done much sooner. But then when I talk to them about it, it's like, well, what took you so long? And they're like, oh, well, I st stared at my pool for 30 minutes and then built it the last 10 minutes. And I I just don't do that. I don't do that for anything. <laughs> like, I just don't do that for work tests, life tests, nothing. I'm like, I, this is probably good enough. <laughs> Great. I, I'm I, not saying that's fantastic. I'm just telling you that's what's happening in this if pool. You look at me, me. If you look at me building a sealed pool, I'm like that person trying to build a ship in a bottle. I was, like I literally just built the seal pool with you. I'm I'm sitting there and just being like, I will look at it over and over and be like, perfect. No, wait, no, no, I need no, I need to start over. No, I need to wait. Yeah, no, my but, no, ship this is, is fine. in that bottle crooked, and I am proud of it. <laughs> Nicole, what is your style of sealed? Are you sitting there? Are you sitting there just like meticulating over every choice? You're being like, no, these are my rares. Build them around it. Let's go. What's well, the thing? I actually normally I build like three to four decks before I land on the deck that I want to. Now, this doesn't mean that they are not similar. Like sometimes I do, okay, I'm going to build, you know, a, a blue black deck. And then I'm like, well, what if I do like blue black and I splash green for this, you know, like black green rare or something like that. Like, and then I can see if like the mana works, like, you know, am I really, do I, what cards do I want to cut here? Am I heavier on the blue or the black then? You know, like, so I go back and then I go, well, maybe this doesn't work. Maybe I want to do a more aggressive thing. And then I build like red green and I go, this looks terrible. And I sh ship that right away. And then, you know, bring back the blue. I, I, I like, I try to look cause sealed overall a lot different than, than draft. Like you're much more concerned about your power level than your synergies. Uh, so you want to get as many bombs and be a little greedier, honestly, in your seal pools than you want to during things like draft. I so love Nicole hearing. builds five ships in five <laughs> different bottles. Only <laughs> finishes one of them. Some of them are just like the bow, though. <laughs> you know, it's just actually you know, like all of the broken pieces next to it. Like that's not working. <laughs> Gosh, I I love hearing about like the way that like this is my approach. This is how I do. I'm going to build it this way. My way is just to look at it and go, sure. I'm just I'm going to make it look fine. I'm just going to make it put it around. And then I got to like sit down before this podcast and work with Caroline on like how, what approach should I take? Caroline, when you look at your seal, especially with this one, like what is your, what is your approach? How are you building a deck? Okay. I got it. This is great. So first of all, you take your seal pool, you open all your packs, you sort them into colors, multicolors, artifacts, lands, etc. When you're doing the lands, you should quickly pay attention. Like, is it one or 12? Like you should know in the process, like how many, don't care about the colors. It's actually just honestly quantity that matters at this point. Just how many do you have? Of the, the, the duels that have types, I'll get to the pain lands in a little bit. So you do that. Then normal seal builds, what I would do is take each color and I evaluate each card and I usually put it in three piles, but I'll tell you over time and laziness, it's actually two piles. It's basically removal and or good things and or things I like and then shitters. 
I used to cut cards and I used to like rip and make three piles. It's just, no, I just, my grid is a lot smaller these days. I'm kind of lazy, but anyway, essentially you take each card and you say, will I play this? Maybe put it down and then I'll definitely play this and, or it's removal or rare or something like that. So I do that for all five colors. And then my multicolor is just chilling in a pile. I'll get to that one. So then I put all the good cards of each, you know, pile. So there's two piles of each color. I put one of them on everything back on top. So I just have one pile of each color in kind of in front of me. Then I grab, <laughs> this part is a little crazy. So then I grab all the multicolor creatures and I mean all of them. <laughs> and I lay them out in a mana curve as if they're gonna be the creatures in my deck. <laughs> and then I take each color and I grab, you know, the first four or five color, first four or five cards of each pile, because that's generally the good, the cards I liked. And I start adding them to the deck. Um, and then I, you know, go through each color again, make sure I didn't miss any like fixing or some random thing. And so at this point, my deck's probably between 30 and 35 cards. <laughs> um, and then this is for me, because I'm a visual learner, this is what I can see like, okay, I have a huge, you know, I have four blue cards. They're all kind of meh. I don't really need blue, so I'll cut it. Or, oh, I have a bunch of white cards um, that don't really work. Let's say they're really aggressive cards, but they don't really work in the five color deck. Can I support a, a white, you know, two color deck? The answer is almost always no. <laughs> um, and if I can, then maybe I'll build that deck instead. But if I can't, then I'll just go ahead and cut those jank cards like the too bad a 1-1 one, one that makes a 1-1, one, one, raise the alarm style, things like that, that don't really end in the five color deck. Um, and then my main goal is to try and get it to that I have three, two to three main colors and two to three splashes. Um, and I just do this by like moving stuff around, adding in or out. Um, you can go ahead and look for like the meteorites and you want to talk, you want to, now you want to bring your lands and you want to see like how much sources you have of things. And there's two kind of styles of the five color deck. One, are you like, did you just open 11 of the tap lands and you're just golden? Or do you have to work a little bit harder with a green main color and, you know, the searching? There's like a saga that's really good. The three mana saga that gets a basic is super good. Um, there's the five or the three mana search, but then you kick it and make two one ones. I love that card. Um, so you want to like figure out like what kind of five color are you? Are you like more naturally the lands where you probably have less green cards or are you more the you know, so I call it like the searching one where you have more green cards and less duels. So you search that out. <laughs> if you're not five color, you could also just log off of this podcast. But this build <laughs> is specific to someone who wants to see the five color build. And I actually do bring this up because when I first started Magic, even, you know, last year or whatever, I was really bad at seeing the five color builds because I wouldn't know how to see them. This just works for me. I just put all the cards I like. This works in Arena too, by the way. I just put all the cards I like in the screen and I slowly whittle things out. And when I start to have a color, I'll go back to that color and make sure there's no support things that could come in. So if I'm suddenly heavy black, maybe I want the 2-4 defender that sacks a creature to draw a card. Um, maybe I want that back in, like if I'm heavy black. Like the, I just, you know, I'm always going back to my deck, my, my random cards. Maybe, you know, don't just assume like, oh, you cut it, you're never coming back. Um, and so that's generally what I do to build a five color deck. I, I, <laughs> I love parts of this, of the fact that like, you go and you put in the things like, oh, yeah, I'll play this. And then you have the shitters, as you say. Uh, I look and I think my big qualm is that I don't know the right differentiation between what I'll play and what is a shitter. I'll sit there and be like, yeah, I'll play this. I'll play this, too. I'll play this. I'll play this, too. If it's I'll play a 1-1 one, one it's a shitter. You, I, I watched your build. You are obsessed with all the one ones. <laughs> I'm obsessed with going wide. And then, and then what happened? You made me play the 1-1 one, one shitter that taps for any color and immediately died and ruined the rest of my game. We could have brought it back. We just didn't we could have brought it back and we didn't. It's um, fine. So then I, I have some general notes on this format, unless you guys want to, someone else wants to go for a little bit. No, I, th I think, uh, uh, the, the, yeah, I think from looking at these things, I think if you have general notes, you've played the most jump in. Okay. So one, I mentioned I'm extremely greedy. Like if you don't want to do this, don't do this, but I do definitely play all those double pips and like, Splash the double white mythic. Like, I don't care. And it actually, honestly, I've played a decent amount of sealed. It is not as punishing as it sounds. You just, you just live a long time. You just do a lot of fun things. Okay. But one note I've been seeing a lot on the Twitters and in my friend group and stuff is there's a, there's a feeling that the rares are misses. And this is specific to both the power level of an average rare and 
in in the set there's a couple there's one cycle of what I would call miss rares so there's like a merfolk and a elf etc so yeah, that the cycle the lords not really great in sealed because you know you're not exactly the cleric one is probably the only playable one um so that's kind of a bummer and then there's like just some random there's like a couple um white red rares that look for equipment or auras and there's like literally no well there's some but they're they're not really auras or equipment like one of them is hammerhand i'm sorry i don't need that one to be free like there just <laughs> isn't a lot with that there's like a white rare that cares about planeswalker that's not very good like there's just a lot of miss misses and then in general the comments are that the power level of the rares are low now my hot take not that hot my opposite take is that i think that's why i personally maybe not everyone else but that's why i personally am enjoying the format because i get to do the fun five color thing it actually doesn't quite matter which of the random wares i get because i've been having they're all similar power and i just get to do all the things and i don't immediately die to like a white citadel or like some busted rare where I didn't, you know, um, Dream Trawler, where I didn't open it and someone else didn't, I just lose. There's not really, like, there's a couple good rares, but there's not anything like that insane. And so that's, I think, why I'm enjoying the format, which is weird. I don't, I'm surprised that people are so like, oh, the, the rares are so um, unpowerful. It's like, well, aren't we complaining? Sometimes the rares are too powerful. So I don't know. Like they're I'm too swingy and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a great time. And I think that's probably why, because things are a little bit more baseline and I can just put things together and they work out. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's it's one of those things where as well, it's like the 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 monocolor rares are misses, but I've seen a couple of like multicolor uncommons is one, but the other is like mythics that are like two or three colors. Those things, when those things come down, I'm like, okay, this, but th that's what it's supposed to be. Like, this is a mythic. Like this mythic came down and now the entire game has changed. Sure. As yeah. opposed to some of the rares, rares are like, oh, these are just now complementary pieces, which I do like that it, it's, I see more uncommons that make me go, oh crap, than I do rares that come down and make me go, oh, 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 oh what do I do? Yeah. Like oh, the, the three cycle uncommons where it's like, you know, two pips and one pip of a color. A lot of those are really good and definitely like kill on the spot. There's also, you'll, you might've heard rumors of this mythic uncommon, the um, defender burb creator where bird sorry for those who don't speak caroline um and and yeah that's more likely coming to draft you know i do always grab all of my defenders and check every time i build a seal pool and if you have probably six i think makes the defender burb thing playable for those that don't know the set very well it's like a four mana i want to say oh three defender any so when it enters it checks how many defenders you have and makes birds so if you if you have it and something else you have two birds. Um, and then on top of that, when you play a defender, you make an additional bird. So this effect is a little different than the past versions of this card because you get them, even if you played out all your defenders and then top deck this, it's really good. Same if you play this on curve and then played a bunch of defenders after, also really good, which is not usually built that way. This was the, this was the one sealed deck that I've had a good time playing and actually had a decent time was I had two of those, or I had one of those O3s, but then I had seven other Defender cards. I made a five-color Defender deck, plus I had the colorless Defender card that says the, when it's played, go find a yeah, Defender yeah. card. The tutor's insane. And, then yeah. I had the two clerics that when you kick them, you can bring something back from the graveyard, so they'd yeah. kill my O3. I'm saying, oh, oh great, I make more birds now. Um, you know what's really good with the, the Defender verb? Um, the vehicle, I think it's a rare... Um, when you crew, whatever you crew with, you blink. <laughs> so you can crew with your entire defenders and then blink them all. And they'll both check the how many defenders you have and all the defenders entering. So you end up with a million birds. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. So I, that, that deck exists. I get it. It's fun. I wouldn't panic. It's it's not, you know, it's fine. It's People are going to have it. Draft, I'd be a bit more worried about it. But in no. seal, it's just going to happen. Yeah. Um, I also have some random thoughts on random cards, but I have to tell you guys, I'm pretty bad about naming cards. You're going to have to follow me through this a little bit. We could do um, this. So Meteorite, which is the five mana artifact that uh, buzzes something when it comes in and then just makes a, a mana. Uh, I thought it was bad and it's actually 
one of my favorite cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> often fixes a lot of my problems. And there's actually a lot of two power things in this set, um, especially this around, you know, around turn five. So highly recommend that card. Um, there's a two, five blue four mana turtle. Um, it was recommended to me that this would be really good in the five color builds. And I was really not a believer. I was like, excuse me, I only put good cards in my deck. Um, but I played a sealed with it and that person was not wrong. Like it is two, five is a great body in this format. Um, four mana is actually not a lot else going on with, if you look at the kickers and the curve, you're kind of doing stuff either two drop or five drop. Like, like the two, the four mana was actually pretty easy to just play on that turn. And then um, also like in Tuna Blue, it scries. Yeah, and not tap. So like I was able to play it and then I had a bunch of mana, so I just scried. Like it, it's actually legitimately better than I thought. So that was a good one. Um, obviously the Burb Unco Mythic Uncommon is fine. Um, I think the number is six. I mean, I'm making it up, but I played a deck that had six defenders and it was good. <laughs> so I don't know. You do you. Um, Urborg Re Repossession is my literally favorite card in the set. So it's one black mana Return entire creature from your graveyard to your hand. This is a, a type of um, effect I love. I've always loved. Um, this one has a really sick bonus, which is a kicker of one and a green, where you add it, you can return a permanent as well. So most of the time you're getting two creatures, but occasionally you can get a saga um, or, you know, an artifact or something crazy uh, if it's kicked, only if it's kicked though. So it has to be a creature the first time and then a permanent the second time. Um, but I absolutely love this card. Um, it's why I don't really worry about having like a bunch of random creatures in the beginning of the curve. Cause I'm like, ah, I'll just bring back my really good ones instead. So big fan of that card. Um, I just in general play blue the least out of my five color decks. That might be a Caroline thing. So like, don't take that one to the grave, but in general, I don't find blue that great. And I just have a good time like splashing the, you know, the random, like there's a five minute detain uh, creatures, tricks or something. Um, there's some good flyers. Yeah. I mostly avoid blue. Yeah. Um, aggressive sabotage is a three mana discard two card. Um, okay. So also if you know Caroline very well, you know that mind rot is my favorite card uh, currently in standard, let's say. Uh, so this is a mind or no, not mind rot. Go blank, go blank. Um, but this is like a go blank sort of, it doesn't exile. However, it has a kicker of one red and it does three damage to each opponent if you kick it. Um, and so in general, sealed, it is actually good to play uh, a you know, discard two effect. Um, I think it's a lot stronger than it appears and is always kind of annoying to put in your deck, but I promise it's actually pretty good. Um, on top of the kicker, I've legitimately killed people with this card more than like five times. <laughs> like it's kind of wild. Um, and then I've also been copying it with like some, there's a couple different ways that you can do that. And, um, so that's been really fun too. So I really like aggressive sabotage and I always will try to put one and the other day I had three. <laughs> so well, there you go. <laughs> uh, nice. and then Raph is like a blue white creature. I think it's probably a one three, um, that has this weird effect where if you like you play it, an instant or sorcery tap two untapped creatures draw a card and then does a bunch of other stuff too and it's untapped including summoning six so you can you know that's pretty good and then there's also a pump effect i think it's like three and double white and it's just plus one in vigilance i think to your team um not that that's used very often let's be real but it's a really busted card if you can get it to work um and it's hit or miss for me when it works, but that card is actually just, you don't realize how insane it is and you, you hate to use removal on it, but it's actually pretty good. Um, and that's kind of it. I like the five mana domain, four, four reach. Uh, it's like four and a red does five damage. It actually just, does domain damage, but for me it does five damage. Just domes, just domes the opponent. <laughs> um, and then I love like trading with it and then bringing it back with uh, like Urborg Repossession, five you again. Like I, I just have a blast with those kind of cards, so. The thing I've looked at about this this format and uh, is is just well the first thing that I wrote down about it when I was like how do I feel about this format this is what New Capenna should have been was like that kind of thing it's like <laughs> New Capenna was like no you have to play two colors stick to two colors and always be two colors I could Don't mess not around with other stuff a game in New Capenna. I and I won so many because I stuck to the rules I played by the rules people said stick to two colors and I played two colors that's what I did. <laughs> But instead, I, I'm now in a format where it's like uh, everything I feel like I I, I, I feel like I know I sh this is how I should play is now not how I should play. 
And so it's, it's kind of weird to uh, approach a format that way. Nicole, when you, when you look at a sealed format and however you play limited, whether that's draft or sealed, is there, is there times where you start to recognize that, oh, the ways I usually play whatever the limited format is, sealed or, or draft or two-headed giant, like whatever it is, are there times where you look at and all of a sudden realize, oh, I need to be thinking differently? Or is it just something where you have the kind of uh, guidepost that you stick by and then you approach that limited format that way? Right. I kind of just like <laughs> leap of faith, like hope this is good enough. Let's like, that's why I like to build my decks in, in several different ways, you know, because, you know, oh, is this a fast format? Is this a slow format? You know, should my aggro deck be able to cross the finish line? Uh, am I going to get, you know, absolutely crushed? And the thing is, draft and limited are just uh, draft and limited. Draft and sealed are so different, even though they're both obviously limited formats. Um, uh, I feel like this format asks a lot more questions. Where I actually enjoy sealed a lot more than draft. We've talked about it before. Two headed giant is my favorite way to play Magic. I love it. I get to build two sealed decks, but that of course also means I have you know twelve packs to build those decks out of. So. You know, maybe it's a little like funny. It's just like, oh, well, I'm playing green, white, splashing blue, and you're playing, you know, red, black, splashing blue. But who gets the, you know, who gets the blue splash lands? Sort of, I feel like is 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 a big question here. Um, so like looking at things like how many splash enablers do you have? Where a lot, I I have noticed a lot of people trying to build like the four and five color decks in this format because. It's possible with the the rare lands, the paint lands. They're, they're like Caroline said, they're kind of terrible. But the dual well, lands, I forgot to say, like I actually get upset when I open a paint land. I'm like, ah, it doesn't have the paint. <laughs> What's even the point? Right. I would rather it just be a common land. So it's just a common with the with the land types, and it's like, all right, now I'm working towards my my like domain here. Like so, you know, it it although it still has something to do with the synergy of like the deck. Sealed is so much less about the synergistics and just like again more about the raw power. So um, I guess just a- approaching this format, I I don't know because I it, it tears me up because I feel like in sealed you do have to be so much greedier, like you can be so much greedier, but at the same time I'm like I don't want to be that greedy. Like I I I feel like I would hesitate before I built like a domain deck in sealed. So I'm like, oh, do I have like the right colors that I'm I'm splashing with? Like, like Caroline said, like to be like the base green and just be able to find your other, um, your other basic lands and things like that. And I, I would just like, I have like nightmares of like being like base green five color and having like you know a a red blue dual a, a, a swamp and a plane to my opener and just be like, what am I supposed to do? This is you know? my life. <laughs> like, this is my life. How can yes. I, can I keep this? You know, I, but the thing is you are, you're supposed to be a little more, a little greedier in, in sealed. So it's yeah. just like a, it's like a toss up. And I feel like it's, it, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, there are two wolves. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know which one wins. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. The one other thing that I've learned about this, or at least with other limited formats, is when there is an archetype, normally blue-red, that goes against the usual traditional what you prioritize when you draft, which is usually like, you know, creatures, removal, evasion, that kind of thing. And then you have like these archetypes that are so focused on instants and sorceries Especially, it's like you just need to fill your deck with instances and sorceries, and these cards all of a sudden are just awesome. Like that's what I've been hearing about. And the other side is like, oh, some of these blue, some of these uh, these blue red cards are just fantastic when you have enough instances and sorceries, and you really don't have to have as many creatures as you think. Is whether it's sealed or limited, recognizing when that is the case, and being able to look at that combat trick and say, yeah, that's what my deck needs, as opposed to no, this is normally really like not great stuff that you want to put in a traditional deck that's an archetype and, and something where i don't know the answer to that question and it's something where i look and a lot of my own commons are usually like oh this is however many instant sorceries or played instant sorceries so it's like well how many do i need in my deck and i'm normally type when i build a sealed deck that i'm like five or less as opposed to just give me a bunch of creatures so that's a whole nother thing is being able to recognize this archetype where it's like yeah no maybe i do want that 
give a creature plus three plus zero and first strike. And, and that's actually good in this deck in this specific instance. So that's another thing I'm always kind of, when is the right time? How do you recognize it? And when do you start picking those cards as well? Right. I feel like part of it is also like, I think that's something that would happen more in draft. Like I think one of the great examples is uh, if you think all the way back to Strixhaven, um, when Strixhaven draft was like a thing, you know, obviously there's the five colleges of Strixhaven, but one of the more successful um, color pairs was Demir, which was not any of the five colleges of Strixhaven. And it was just because the synergies between black and blue work so well together. It, it, you were able to like build these like funky decks that, you know, it wasn't Prismari. It wasn't um, Silver Quill. It was just like, but it took a little bit out of like a few of the different colleges and built these really powerful um aggressive but um able to like protect themselves like decks and it was just like a great format um but again that was that was draft and i feel like a lot of those like little niche things and you're like oh should i play this should i play that i feel like that's that that does hit more on on draft than it does like sealed you just want to like kind of push through your your big boom booms and like not (laughs) worry so much about the the you know like the little like you know combat combat tricks and stuff are great you know like the instant sorceries are great and if you have some synergies i'm not saying don't have synergies in your sealed deck because you know there are cards that just work well together and they're great to see together but at the same time i feel like it's like you know shouldn't be the focus Does that make thank sense? you thank you again yes nicole that makes total <laughs> sense and what makes even more sense is thank you for this episode title push through the big boom booms oh good uh, i was like because i'm like did we, did we oko that like is that, a, we push, that pushing through the boom booms is what pushing this one's gonna be on that one i that's what that's gonna be well as you, as folks can see as we wrap up this episode there are three different opinions three different thoughts three different not like not like oh this is how you do it but we all approach things a little bit differently uh, well, some are more right than others it's true it's true <laughs> I would like to think that. Uh, <laughs> There's no way I'm knowing. Listen, who if thinks I, that they're more right than others, if I bring my sealed deck to Jay Imperiali, he's going to look and say, "That's what I would have played." All right. That's I, what I, I know. I buy it. I buy it. <laughs> well, what I think, I what I think the listeners would buy is the fact that uh, Caroline oh. took the initiative yeah. to go and. Oh, crack. The, sorry, I didn't go into the dungeon. You can go. No, no, it's fine. You can go into the dungeon. No, no, I don't want. No, I have nothing to do with the initiative card. Sorry. Which no, dungeon? that's fine. There's a there's a mechanic. In, the imperial man. The imperial man. It's going. a commander. It's a commander oh, joke. We're gonna get real deep on that. Yeah, one. you were gone for a while. Things happened. We alienated commander players. Yes. Sorry. No, it's all there. Point being, Caroline has pulled off uh, and gave us all the same sealed pool, uh, and then put it into sealeddeck.tech. And so we have Great taken name, this. By the way, like yeah, I only right. remember it because it rhymes. It's like sealed deck. It is a good name. It's yes. A good name. And so Caroline has shared this sealed pool with 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 the other hosts. And so we're all going to build our versions of this sealed deck, and we're going to post them on Twitter. But we're also going to like post a link to that sealed pool so that the listeners, if they go to fam underscore podcast, after they see how the three of us would build this, they can then point out and say. Well, actually, or obviously, you should have. Wait, or they should do maybe. before they see our build. Don't look at our build until you got it. Sure, there we go. There we go. That's don't you don't you dare look at our build until you have built your own seal pool. Yep, the link will be up on our uh, up on the twitters. It'll be in the show notes. It'll be in all the places. Show build notes. that That's pool. What it's called. Build the pool, and then show us what you have built, and then look at our three sealed builds and say, well, obviously, Brasky has no idea what he's doing. Why would There's you play? There's no way mine's duels? correct, but it certainly was a fun I was going to say, who out of the three of us, do you think any of us are going to have similar builds? <laughs> I don't know. Mine's pretty wild. I don't think so. Knowing, knowing <laughs> what we've just discussed, like, right. Wait, I think, I think it's going to be. cut out for like 10 seconds? No, I don't think oh. so at all. Okay. I, I, I think, I think what it's going to be is Caroline gets greedy as hell. I think I think Nicole is gonna is gonna play the game. She's actually not gonna submit. Nicole's actually gonna build five builds and then time out because we need to make the tweet. 
Nicole's is going to be here's my here's my sealed pool a thread and it's a thread of different sealed pools and then mine is going to be this like streamlined two color aggressive deck that's just going to just never never get anywhere it's just going to die it's just going to be done be like i i did the, i built this deck because this is what i was told to do and i'm going to put it all together and be like great awesome i literally uh, told you not to do that now you're not <laughs> it's turn five and it's turn five and i've already lost uh that's what i'm going to call my deck <laughs> is that is Kevin's is going to be like here's this amazing synergy that kind of stuff and be like this, my deck is called it's turn five and i've lost like my, that's my deck is, is actually called Carol or the Mighty Linguini. Of course, I built five color deck. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> and folks can find all of that stuff when they follow us up on Twitter at fam underscore podcast. And of course, both of my co-hosts do wonderful things across the internet that you can find them at different Twitters and Twitches and all the other things that you can find on the internets. So in order to find those places, Nicole, let's start with you. Where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Lady of the Crease. I don't think you're going to find me anywhere else, actually, anytime <laughs> soon. I'm not sure. I'm, I feel like I'm going to be taking a, a step well, back. Although the VML does have some exciting stuff on the horizon. There's some exciting stuff on the horizon. I can't, I'm not allowed to go to Vegas. Oh, I'm okay. say. you mean Magic 30? Okay, yeah, yeah, that one we're talking about. Oh, yeah, no, there's some exciting stuff happening for the VML. That's all I was saying. <gasps> Who and I went Nicole late to my own funeral. Has that been there the whole time? Yes, yes. that's right. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought Brasky just did that or something. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's, it's funny because in the little thing, it says late Tom. And oh, <laughs> I, I, I just for some reason my my mind also finishes as a tomato, so late tomato. But I think that's just the pregnancy brain. Uh, late short tomatoes wiring. would not taste good, by the late way. Late tomatoes, probably, probably not. But that's yes, a- find me at Lady the Crease on on Twitter at the very least. So oh, that's what we're doing. We're, we're still doing that. We're still jumping oh. back in. <laughs> if, yeah. if you go past the duty, we're calling the unborn baby late tomato. That's like late that's just tomato. Like, yeah, if, it's, if the baby's overdue, it's definitely a late tomato. It's a late tomato. <laughs> the, the, the squishy kind. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of delicious vegetables that go in pasta, Caroline, where can people find you on the internet? Okay, so super bad I didn't go first because I didn't have the show notes open. So you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini. You can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini, and I legitimately have been posting. Um, so you should do that. And then you can... Uh, theoretically find me on twitch.tv slash the mighty linguini um and that's really all i have to say on that topic uh but yeah twitter instagram those places gotcha oh and if anyone wants to be my be real friend let me know because i have no friends and i'm real every day and it's embarrassing so yeah let me know Not fake, totally real. Of course, if you want to find the real version of me, even the fake version of me, because who knows? I, it, it could be a hologram. That's that's what I know about things. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all those wonderful places, at Brasky1142. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at fam underscore podcast. And make sure to leave us a review, a like, any other place that you uh, view us on all the different podcasting platforms that you're on. And if you, uh, if, if you want to find more of us as well, maybe if you just go to that uh, Mighty Linguini Twitch channel uh, that she sometimes is occasionally on and subscribe to it. You get access to a discord that also has a section that you can talk about the podcast on. That is like the super secret way to talk about the podcast. That's like the, uh, that's like the, that's like the underground secret way to talk about podcasts. But if you, that's not the way you go, just leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform or hit us up on Twitter because we're back. We've had a wonderful summer break and we can't wait to talk about more magic, the gathering in the future. And when that happens, we know that we'll see you then. Bye. Buy, a buy, howdy, buy. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. We'll work on that. We got to figure out a buy, howdy, buy for this. Wait. Like, all shucks later. 
So on the way out, I need to know, because I had this in my notes and I didn't bring it up. The word miasma really bothers me. Does it bother either of you? <laughs> that, that's a sleeper. Right? <laughs> minus two, minus two. Yeah. Yes. No, but just the word, like choking miasma. I, I saw it. And it makes me shudder. So <laughs> no, I, mean, I liked it. If if you if the, the miasma. Reminds me of a Arapaho. I like if, that word. If, if the word makes you feel that uncomfortable, that's literally what the word means. So it's it's like it's is doing it? its job. Yeah. Like a miasma is like a, a highly unpleasant smell or like vapor. It's something that makes you go, oh, God. Like that that is a miasma. It's something where it's like – and also at the same time, when you smell it, it makes you go, oh, miasma. So then it just kind of keeps going that way. But legit, like a miasma is, is is an odor or a smell that makes you go, Ugh. like, oh, God, it's horrible. Wow. Like, it sounds like the word's doing exactly what it was said. Exactly. So if that's the case, that's a flavor win. Uh, I go with it then. Or a smell win. It's a sniff win. A, or a a, loss. It's, a, it's a winning sniff. That's what, the, you know, I'm going to leave it at that. It's a winning sniff. <laughs>